The ecology of culture is an analytical, scholarly, cultural conversation which occupies the precincts of culture. This podcast is captured in ISBN 978-976-9668904 and framed in 15 chapters and verbalized in publication 229. The ecology of culture is an ethos, articulated and evolves around ecosystem and culture. Simply put, an ecosystem is a culture which evolves around all of the organisms living within an area and the interactions between them and the physical environment. What is uniquely interesting In order to be able to feed the world's growing population, we need ever more food, which must be diverse, balanced, and of good quality to ensure the progress and well-being of humankind. One of the ways this event happens has to do with the bees' way of life, because They are renowned for their role in providing high-quality food, for example, honey, royal jelly, and pollen, and other products used in healthcare and other sectors, for instance, bees' wax, propolis, honeybee, venom. A bee's niche is making honey, pollinating flowers, and drinking nectar, and its habitat is a forest or a field. Bees are vital for the preservation of ecological balance and biodiversity in nature. They provide one of the most recognizable ecosystem services, that is pollination, which is what makes food production possible. The manner, the approach, and the way that the bees comport themselves becomes a critical link in this discourse because the work of bees entails much more. The greatest contribution of bees and other pollinators is the pollination of nearly three-quarters of the plants that produce 90% of the world's food. A third of the world's food production depends on bees. That is, every third spoonful of food depends on pollination. Trees are equally important to the ecosystem for several reasons. Without trees, human life could not exist on Earth. According to the Community Forest Guidebook, 100 trees remove about 5 tons of COT and 1,000 pounds of other pollutants within their lifetime. Monkeys move around their home range a great deal. They travel daily to look for food. They won't stay in a nest for very long so they won't create anything elaborate. They use their bodies to help them move rapidly around, looking for sources of food. Parrots have been viewed as efficient consumers of the reproductive structures of plants. Through both antagonistic and mutualistic interactions with their food plants, parrots can exert cascading effects on the plants' life cycles and shape the structure and functioning of ecosystems.
This brings into the focus of my lens the ecological role of orchids in the ecosystem has not drawn the attention which it deserves and is often on the mind. Orchids are known to be highly advanced plants developing various contrivances to attract pollinators. Orchids are the indicators of the health of the ecosystem and their presence signifies that the ecosystem is vibrant and lively. The dependence of orchids on microsphere for germination and pollinators, mainly insects, for their propagation are classic cases of interaction and other biotas in nature. Marine ecosystems are important sources of ecosystem services and food and jobs for significant portions of the global population. Human uses of marine ecosystems and pollination in marine ecosystems are significantly threats to the stability of these ecosystems. Moreover, much of the carbon dioxide causing global warming and heat captured by global warming are absorbed by the ocean. Ocean chemistry is changing through processes like ocean acidification which in turn threatens marine ecosystems. Because of these opportunities in marine ecosystems for humans and threats created by humans, the international community has prioritized life below water as Sustainable Development Goal 14 to conserve and sustainably use the oceans, seas, and marine resources for sustainable development. According to Kevin Lynn, leaves, twigs, and pieces of bark that have fallen to the ground make up leaf litter. Leaf litter is an important component of healthy soil. Decomposing leaf litter releases nutrients into the soil and also keeps it moist. It also serves as great nesting material, hiding places, and protective spots for animals. This dead organic material provides the perfect habitat for a plethora of organisms including worms, snails, spiders, and microscopic decomposers like fungi and bacteria. Plausibly, it is for reasons such as this that a leaf litter is considered very biodiverse. Biodiversity is a concept that refers to the variety of different life forms from the genetic level to the species level. Species diversity, in particular, is a subcategory of biodiversity that refers to the number of different species represented in a set. The question may be asked, where can biodiversity be seen in all everyday geographical cultural space? The response is natural. When we look through our windows, sitting in the park, and even hiking, the different types of trees, flowers, and insects are all examples of a biodiverse community. In this expository, there is the issue which is intertwined with a concept that every abandoned building has a story about how it got the way, whether it is an urban legend or the truth. Rotting, crumbling, 
or completely invaded by nature, abandoned buildings can be as creepy as they are fascinating. However, it should be noted that from ancient times, uncovered, unearthed ash to hospitals that have been left to rot. There are many abandoned buildings around the world, and the history behind them, including the 98-year-old Empire Theatre on Probin Street, Bridgetown, Barbados, has been closed since 1975. The Barbados National Trust, the body incorporated by an Act of Parliament to be involved in the preservation of places of historic, architectural, and archaeological interest and of ecological importance or natural beauty, has been doing its best to stay true to its mission. Dragonflies are especially important because their lives affect both water and land ecosystems. Dragon eggs are laid on or near water, so when they hatch, the nymphs are able to not only breathe on the water, but also to propel themselves through it. This allows them to feed on the organisms that also live on the water, such as mosquito larvae, which can be harmful to humans. This occurs for one to five years until the nymph becomes a fully grown dragonfly. According to Victoria Pickin, an adult dragonfly contributes to the environment in two ways. Firstly, by eating insects from the air to stop overpopulation of certain species, similar to the myth. Secondly, the dragonfly is prey to other creatures such as birds and frogs playing a vital role in the food chain. The presence of a dragonfly is also an indicator of fresh water. Interestingly, scientists also use dragonflies as an indicator to how healthy a water ecosystem is. As dragonflies are low in the food chain, Studying their numbers can quickly reveal a water system's health. Soil is the link between the air, water, rocks, and organisms, and is responsible for many different functions in the natural world that we call ecosystem services. These soil functions include air quality and composition, temperature regulation, carbon and nutrient cycling, water cycling, and quality natural waste decomposition treatment, and recycling, and habitat for most living things and their food. We could not survive without these soil functions. Soils are the environment in which seeds grow. They provide heat, nutrients, and water that are available for use to nurture plants to maturity. These plants form together with other plants and organisms to create ecosystems. Ecosystems depend on the soil and soils can help determine where ecosystems are located. These plants then provide valuable habitat and food sources for animals, bacteria and other things. A well-covered soil prevents erosion. Barbados celebrated gully biodiversity because gullies are the main local forested areas. Gullies in Barbados are homes to wild vegetation and animals. A gully is a winding ravine, approximately 20 meters deep, which runs from elevated inland areas 
to the coast. They were originally underground caves and developed when the roofs of these caves collapsed over time, creating a valley-like formation. We all need the energy from the sun, which is transferred from plants to animals when animals eat the plants. Animals also benefit from the sun's effect on their bodies because sunlight on skin produces vitamin D, which is important in the formation of strong bones. Animals also get vitamin D by eating plants. Sunlight stimulates the growth of photoplanktons, which belong to the first trophic level in an aquatic ecosystem pyramid. If these do not exist, aquatic ecosystem would also disappear. Overall, the ecology of culture is an ethos, articulated and evolves around ecosystem and culture. Simply put, an ecosystem consists of all of the organisms living, including bees, orchids, monkeys, parrots, soil, sunlight and water within an area and the interactions between them and the physical environment. And without the ecology, there is no culture. Finally, the ecology of culture is an analytical, scholarly, cultural conversation which occupies the precincts of culture. This podcast is captured in ISBN 978-976-9668904 and framed in 15 chapters and verbalized in publication 229.